0: Under delight podcast, episode number thirty-five, a show all about movies, TV, and the entertainment that defines us. I am one of your hosts, Doug Jones. With me as always is my esteemed colleague, best co-host, critic, filmmaker, one of my best friends, is Mister Nick Johnson. How are you today, my good sir?
1: My good sir, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good, man. I missed you, bro. I'm happy. I'll be back with you, man. On this episode, it's almost end of the back. year. It's yeah. holiday season, man. We got a lot to talk about. A lot of things to discuss um but yeah man i'm gonna miss you and also can i say on air the big news that happened to you recently
1: uh
0: not yet not yet, not yet? okay okay. for our fans wait. keep waiting something cool's gonna happen with nick that's all i'm gonna say it's a it's, a, it's just a little tease it's a little te- a little teaser for you a little teaser for you yes
1: indeed yes indeed
0: we'll, we'll wait when, the time, when it's when it's fully cooked i got you
1: i got you <laughs> appreciate you appreciate you my boy
0: but yeah, I missed you, man. I know a lot to talk about. We have a we have a do we have a good year ahead of us, man? We got a lot of things to to watch and to review this upcoming year, man. We got a yeah. lot of things to see. But uh, as always, guys, you can find the show as always on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and your favorite podcast platform of choice. We we'll have the full audio show on our YouTube page, youtube.com backslash Midway Avenue Productions. Whether you're on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, or YouTube, hit that follow button, hit the subscribe button, leave a review, leave a rating. The more reviews we get, the more rings we get, helps the show out so much. We wanna want hear your feedback. Are you liking the show? You're not liking the show? Hey, whatever works, whatever floats your boat. We wanna hear from you, obviously. So comment, review, leave a rating. Helps us out, helps us out so much. Helps show out, to, as, as always. Thank you guys so, so much for your ongoing support. It means the world to us. We had a fantastic 2023. A lot of reviews that Nick and I went to, a lot of screens that him and I went to, a lot of uh, good and bad. We got our first death threat this year for Exorcist. That was a win for us, I'll take it. Uh, that's A win is a win. But uh, yeah. we had a great year, thanks to you all. So, always again, don't forget to subscribe, hit that review button, leave a review, leave a rating. Thank you guys so much for a great 2023. But my boy, dude, I missed you, man. I haven't seen you since before Thanksgiving. It's well, been a minute. Last so time I saw you, you had your. Also, I also am a liar, by the way. I apologize for you on air. Actually, I promised you a copy of Hunger Games on Blu-ray, and I have it right here on my shelf. Before the screening, I was like, son of a bitch. I had it on my shelf. I was driving to the theater, and I was like, "I forgot the movies," and I was like, "I'm a bitch-ass liar," and I'm like, "I was you like, hey, we
1: all make mistakes, bro. We all
0: make mistakes." Before we talk about hundred Games, obviously, I think they want to hear your review. Have you seen the other ones yet?
1: Not yet, not okay. yet, but they, it is on my to-do list. I will give you the Blu-rays. I promise. I promise. I promise.
0: I promise. I have it. I'm looking at it right now on my on my physical media shelf. I have it ready for you. Whenever I see you next, I promise I will not forget it this time.
1: Appreciate <laughs> I you, my boy. Appreciate you.
0: Uh, but you know, we had a really that we had a really good feedback on our at a the theater reaction, and I like we we're like, oh, what, great review, great reaction. Can we see the movie? And I was like, oh, here we go. Finally, a good, a nice, a nice feedback for once. You know, nice yeah. feedback. On our reaction for once how much you guys suck i'm like okay <laughs> thank you or you guys are just paid by disney bro i wish we were paid by disney man are you kidding me we would love to get paid by disney we're but we're not
1: yeah we are um, be it up
0: trust me we, we, we get all this cool shit but i did my quick review about a few weeks ago on on the channel so as for first you know, in our updated reaction this was your first harker games movie experience uh, cool. what, you, what was your overall thoughts about it? Did you enjoy it? Are you hyped to watch the other ones now? So what what was your quick and kind of life thoughts about the movie overall? So
1: I loved the movie. Um it was there were a few moments where it was kind of gruesome and I like that they did that, but it was I didn't expect them to to go that far, but mm-hmm. I really like that that they kind of they didn't hold anything back. Um I think there was a point where it kind of seemed like like kind of towards the middle, like, yeah, this maybe should have been like part two. You know, it just it just seemed like there was like a, a big shift and it was kind of like, OK, right. well, I don't I don't know what's going on here, but I was still enjoying it. But I do kind of wish that that maybe would have just been its own movie, because then, you know, they could have fleshed some stuff out more. But it was cool. Though. Overall, um, I enjoyed the movie. and It made me want to watch the other Hunger Games movies like when they were first coming out. I I did not care about them. Um, they <laughs> they didn't interest me at all. It was just kind of like okay, cool. And then they they made another one, and then it was like everyone was talking about it, but I didn't know what was going on. I just was not part of the fandom. But um, this one, it made me want to. You know, I, I was like, I got to see what happens next. And now I get to because I get to watch one, two, three, and four. Was it four movies? Yes, yeah, four. Just four. Yeah. So yeah. So now I get to watch the other four movies, and I get to. I guess experience it all in chronological order so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to doing that.
0: No, it's a you make a, you make a great point actually. I listened to a I think it was a podcast with uh uh Francis Lawrence who did this movie did the last uh, I did, it did, did catching fire, Mockingjay part 1, part 2 and stuff like you know, um I Am Legend and Constantine. Uh really great filmmaker and apparently what happened was that he didn't want to do Mockingjay part 1 and part 2 um as two different movies but the studio said no 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 you're doing part two because at the time you know it was like hunger games it was like twilight and harry potter and maze runner Mm -hmm. and divergent it was so much ya stuff so it was kind of the trend at the time yeah that was the thing
1: i I was tired of all the ya stuff uh, that's why i didn't watch the hunger games i'm like man hunger games divergent whatever ah nah because i didn't read the books either so i was like (laughs) i i don't care for two reasons or for two levels now
0: no, you, you, and honestly, I feel like The Hunger Games was the last really kind of like bankable YA. I mentioned this in my kind of like quick review in, on the on my episode a few weeks ago. Um, I said that the reason I think when the last—because last, you, you saw you saw a decline in the box office for all Four Hunger Games movies. The first one did pretty good. The second one crushed. It was like really great box office return. And then Mark and Jay part one and part two had a slow decline in box office. And I saw Walking J Part Two with some friends, including Joel, opening weekend eight years ago. And we went there on a Sunday you know, afternoon and the theater was empty. And me and Joe were like, this is kind of weird. Like when we first saw the first few, like few years ago, it was packed, you know, sold out showings. And to your point, it was the end of the kind of YA interest, you know, Divergent wasn't selling, they canceled the last movie, Maze Runner wasn't doing well, they, can't, they last one did really poorly, the box office. No one cared. And all these new kind of YA stuff that again before streaming obviously were being sent to theaters. No one was seeing that shit. I mean, I feel like you and I were in college, there was so many like new, like new YA bestseller adaptation, and no mm-hmm. one saw that and no one saw that shit. No one saw that stuff. Uh, so to your point, let's way back to your original point. So he got pushback saying, I don't want to do part one and part two, but he had to do it. So when when it came around to uh battles of birds and snakes, the studio said, "Hey, you want to do part one and part two? And he goes, "No." He goes, "No," because really? they got so much they got so much flack from test audiences, r- critics, reviews, you know, fans, whatever on Maki J. Part one and part two. They said, "Why did you guys do that?" And he was like, "Yeah, I told you guys, like, you know, what the fuck? Um, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do it." So he said that the when he when he came back to Hunger Games, the, when, when he got approached by it, he was saying like. I don't want to do part one, part two. We're gonna do a, we're gonna do a one movie and that's it. But to your point, I would agree. I think the f- the first two acts are very stronger than the third act. Because I mean, after the movie, we both said that the third act definitely on one eighty. And also, we can spoil it. We can spoil it now. It's been, it's been a month. Sorry guys, spoilers. If you've seen the movie. I'm sorry guys. It's been a month when the when part 1 part 2 happen the games games end and then part 3 is you know him him going to uh, district 12 to go find you know Lucy and stuff like that him being you know exiled from the from the from the district uh, you're right it's a definitely a big 180 and i think what people are saying a lot in the criticism you know it, it did pretty well yeah we had, we had decent reviews on you know from our fellow critics and audiences or whatever but they were saying that there was kind of a disconnect between like the first two acts and the third act because mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't fleshed out the way the first two acts were. It was like it was like the mentor, the games, and what was part three? Do you remember? Mm. Uh, I'm looking up. I think was it the was it like the soldier or something like that?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's when. Um, yeah, because he was sentenced to like 20 years. Yeah. Um, like in the, the, the military camp or something like that. Yeah. Let me see what, was, yeah,
0: it was, it was that. And and obviously like, you know, he, he he finds Lucy post, you know, uh, the games and, you know, you got, you got for 20 years because of him cheating in the games. Um,
1: that and, was crazy to me, man. I think I was like, Oh, this is some hardcore shit.
0: Yeah. And like when 20
1: you... years, how's he going to come back from this? And so then it was like two months later i was oh okay
0: he got okay. he got lucky <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah all right so yeah i, part mean, one,
1: ruthless though. I was like I, I fucks with this
0: so i was i was way off part one was the mentor got that right part two was the prize during the games and then part three is the peacekeeper when he goes gets you know exiled to district 12 to go mm-hmm. find uh to go find lucy and stuff and yeah i think you and i said this too, is that like, yeah, it's not as strong, it's not as strong as the first two, the first two parts, um, and, I think, I think people, I think I would agree that people kind of thought that like, more time could have been spent in part three, I, I thought, I thought that maybe more time, yeah, if the movie was a bit longer, I don't think you and I would have minded the longer run time, I think we because we we appreciate, you know, long movies, and like, you know, long storytelling, mm-hmm. um, but it definitely kind of goes by a little, quicker quicker at the end but on the second rewatch i looked for different things but i saw it again with Zayda and her friends for her birthday uh like okay I'm, I'm gonna look for this look for that and yeah i do think that the first time i was like okay second time i still saw the i still the same kind of like you know kind of critique too i was going like, okay yeah, this could have been maybe fleshed out a bit better a little bit longer extended uh but it's and A lot, of, I mean, a lot of people are saying kind of like people had an issue with the again, this is spoilers. This is like, um, the unresolved ending of what happened to her. And I'm like, I think mm-hmm. she got away, I think she got away because they don't they never explain what happened to her again. This is all, not a spoiler, but they only really explain to her again in the other movies because because the, the book would sorry, go ahead.
1: No, yeah, I was my interpretation was she just got away and then like lived out her life. And yeah. I, I guess maybe is related to. Katniss, I, I don't know. Um, I'd have to watch the movies, I guess. But it seemed like there was some sort of like connection there. I think. I, um, um, but I think I did see like someone said like, oh, maybe she died. And I was like, no, nah, I don't think so. Cause yeah, like, like what would be the point of that if she died and we just didn't know? Like that. That, that just seems. I don't know. I was the fuck with. It. I just my 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 head cannon. She she survived and she thrived. Bars
0: bars. good.
1: Next song in that movie is gonna be
0: "Survived and Thrived." Hunger Games Five. Uh, <laughs> no, and I, I, I,
1: by I, Nick Johnson and Doug Jones.
0: <laughs> copyright, copyright. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I I I I'm with you on that 100. I feel like she got she got she got free. Um. And I think she got free and stuff like that. And I think, you know, I, think I did a rewatch myself um, after seeing it a second time um, during Thanksgiving week. And it made me appreciate all the movies again. But also, to me, I still stand pretty strong. I'm saying this was my second favorite of the franchise behind, right behind Catching Fire because I think Francis Lawrence really learned a lot from his movies, hmm. you know, in terms of like IMAX stuff, in terms of... Uh, directing um in terms of kind of like storytelling in this world and it shows and it shows and I think that it, it, it you definitely appreciate it more I think uh, you definitely appreciate it more um with watching the with watching the rest of the movies. I think you will I think you will too. You're like okay I, I wanna watch Somber the snakes again because like wait I appreciate like what I know now and when you know from things from the prequel you're gonna appreciate certain small things throughout all four movies. Um and again, it's you know, cause I know I know Suzanne Collins, who wrote the you know, the author of the franchise. She wrote uh Songbirds like three or four years ago, I wanna say. So it's it was like way after she wrote the original novels and you know the movies came out already. So it's it's fun to kinda like pick up the pieces. And you'll you'll see too when you see the other movies. You'll see like, okay, oh wait, that's so and so or this or that, whatever. Um but no, I'm, I'm glad you liked it. Again, I was I was telling this to my my friends and some of my latest friends too. I was like, oh yeah, my my best friend, my co-host saw it. For them, they go, oh, it was his first time. And I was like, yeah, and he loved it. They go, okay, cool. And sure enough, all of them loved it too because they were just like, oh, it's it's you can you can watch this without seeing the other ones like you did and appreciate the sto- the world building, the storytelling, and yeah. like you said too, it's definitely the most I think right behind Catching Fire. It's one of the probably the most, if not the most, one of the if not the most brutal ones of the franchise, because he really, Rachel Lawrence kind of like tests his limits of like what he can show, what he can't show, and also too is that the movie shows the tenth one before, before all the kind of fancy arena and high tech stuff. They're like really like in the trenches, <laughs> in the mm-hmm. trenches, like with the broken arena stuff like that. And uh, I like that we kind of see the kind of the progression of like where the game started to where they are when you'll see them in the um, in the uh, other movies. So, no, I man, I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad we saw it in IMAX too. Yeah,
1: I I do have one question though. Of course, good. The I I didn't um <laughs> I didn't expect there to be like singing in this movie. Like that kind of <laughs> threw me off a little bit. <laughs> Like, I was like, oh, it was kind of some Disney Channel shit. Like, that, like, that, the, the, the singing scenes took me out and I didn't understand that. Like, did the songs come back in the, the Hunger Games movies? Like, was that, was that a whole thing or is, uh, th- should I be expecting singing in those too? Or like, are those musicals as well?
0: No. So, great question, actually. Uh, it's funny. One of the podcasts I listened to, the guys in Austin, uh, Double Toasted, they were, they were, they were kind of saying the same thing. They were kind of like, the songs were good, but like, goddamn, it was like every other time she was singing a song. Mm. Um, I do know that Suzanne Collins wrote the book, she wanted to be very, really, like, uh, music heavy from this different approach. Um, hmm. in terms of singing, no, there's like a there's like there's like a so no, this the song she sings, um, uh, in part three of the of the of this movie that we saw, the Are You Coming to the Tree, the the the, the tree song. Yes, you mm-hmm. hear that song again in Mocking J Part One. It's kind of like a war chant at that point. But that's it. Mm-hmm. But that's that that's it. There's 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 now there there's no musical element in the other movie except for that except for the third movie where there's like a war chant of that song. Um, okay. but but there's that no, there's not. There there is they this movie was def this is one was definitely heavily influenced by the music element of the book, from what I've heard. Um, okay. Yeah, she was
1: singing a lot. I was like, you need to stop that.
0: Yeah, I, I think they also, again, I, mean, I, I know she's a singer in real life. Zegler is a singer in real life. And it's just, And then I thought she was phenomenal in the Spielberg's West Side Story. It was definitely, I thought she was like a huge standout. Uh, hmm. But you're right. I think there was times where it was kind of like, okay, even the third the third act, the third, the third part. But okay, it's game a little repetitive at times.
1: Um, yeah, it was just, just a bit much.
0: It was a bit much. And I think that, I would agree with that for sure. I think a lot of people thought the same thing. It was like, yeah, she can sing great. But like it became a little bit too repetitive of like, oh, okay, we, we get it. She can sing, you know, that's her thing. Yeah, um, it's
1: so very Disney Channel. Yeah. It, th- like, that, like like Disney Channel original movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that, that's saying something.
1: And that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's saying something. Like.
0: No, I, yeah. No, go, go ahead.
1: No, no,
0: no. <laughs> no I was, no, I was, I, I completely. I, I think on the second rewatch too, I was kind of like, oh yeah, because I was like, I was seeing other people's, you know, reviews after you and I saw the press screening, and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I can see it. It's a, it's a little repetitive. It gets a little like, um, it gets a little like uh, same old, same old. Like again, this is off topic. Have you seen The Killer yet? Not yet. Okay, I won't spoil anything for you. But there's something in that movie that didn't bother me as much as other people did. But people I talked to, they were like, "Oh my god, it was so repetitive." And I was like, "Yeah, I, I get it. I, I It didn't bother me too much." If you know the other Fincher movies, you should be used to it by now. But mm-hmm. I, I, I mentioned in my quick review, I was like, "Yeah, it's, it's there. It might get repetitive, but it's." There, I think certain filmmakers or certain stories have, I think, like this or the killer or other things. There is some kind of like repetitive nature to it. But I would agree. I think the songs kind of took away some of the serious moments kind of like sometimes jokes kind of take away serious moments too like in other movies it's you got to place them at the right time and i think i would agree with you too is that some of the songs kind of just kind of like okay she's singing now boom it's like okay it just came it kind of came out of nowhere this isn't a musical but you're trying to be a musical at this point <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but yeah yeah but, yeah but anyway i'm glad you glad you enjoyed it glad you liked it um, yes, I'm, I'm I'm glad I'm glad it's doing well. I know it did really good over the Thanksgiving holiday. So I'm like I'm glad to see like, no, I mean it was definitely the lowest opening of the franchise. But like you said too, I mean people are kind of done with YA. Like people mm-hmm. are kind of just like they're kind of checking out. Also, or, or all the YA stuff is now on like you know Amazon Prime and Netflix and it's all streaming now. Like there's not a lot of people investing in YA material for theaters anymore. It's kind of like hey, it was been there done that. You know mm-hmm. like it is what it is it's like it, that, kind, that kind of era is like done for movies but yeah glad you enjoyed it. i'm glad hopefully hopefully it does well uh when it ends it's a uh, box office run uh speaking of reviews have you heard this movie called a uh, dream scenario
1: by chance with nick cage yeah 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 i seen the trailer for it man
0: all right so i saw it last night actually i, w- I wanted to see it a few weeks ago but like I don't know, I mean, It's been weird. I feel like I'm trying to see these movies. Like, I don't know what it's going on, but like, I want to see a movie. And I check the showtimes. It's like pulled like the week after. I don't know what's going. on. I don't know if it's like a different like theatrical run. That's or weird. Like I did, I still haven't seen uh, Kills of the Flower Moon yet. I know it's four fucking hours. Uh, oh,
1: I heard <laughs> it. Was, I heard it was pretty good. I, my I heard, my sister-in-law was telling me it was pretty good. Oh really? So you heard good things about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. She was like, she was like, you got to see this movie.
0: Yeah, I think I'm a skeptical. also about Irish, you know, post Irishman. I spent four hours of my life in that movie. Yeah, you know, I was like, Irishman was
1: uh, a bit of a. It, it left a little to be desired or whatever yeah. is, uh, the saying is. But yeah, it was like. It just wasn't all that. Like, it was good. It was really good. It was really solid. But it was like. Yeah, I should have just hired some younger actors for the flashback scenes, man. Like, or yeah. just. Got better de aging. Like, why does the Instagram de aging application look better than the movies?
0: Yeah, and and that's and that's saying something too. That's saying something. You're just yeah. like,
1: like that's wild. oh boy.
0: Okay. You're just like you're just like oh boy. Um and no and you know so I, I haven't seen that yet. I I you know I started watching Blue Beetle today. I'm oh gonna lie I fell asleep. Um and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh I was about to ask yeah, how
1: that, was it. <laughs>
0: I mean, for, for what I saw, I was liking it. I was I, was, I was just tired. I wasn't feeling good. So I was like, I'll watch it. I'll finish it, whatever. I haven't been back to it yet. I'll probably finish it this weekend. But like mm-hmm. that left theater so quick. Gran Turismo left theater so quick. Um, yeah. And I didn't get to see uh, a few other like lower-budget movies. Um, I want to see Maestro, you know, Brother Cooper's new movie, before it leaves theaters. But like, yeah, that, wow. that's been pulled soon, too. So... Dream scenario, I was hyped I was like, oh, Nicolas Cage is me, Nicholas Cage is 824. I, I like the trailer, I like the concept. So last night, Mean Zero kind of just like, oh, let's, let's go find it. And then it was playing that weird, kind of like that really random theater, Downtown Chandler, by you know, like, yeah, you know, off the strip, Downtown Chandler. Um, yeah. I call Look, and no one goes there, no one goes to that theater. Um, hmm. and so. Oh, cool. It's playing with oh, there's playing nearby. Is this someone right here? So I was like, kinda of random the theater. And we, we bought tickets and there was no one in that theater but her and I. And I was like, Yeah, go figure. Uh, <laughs> I was like, hey, go hey. figure. And I was What's hearing serious? good I was hearing oh dude, I have a, I'll tell you about my next goal wins experience after this. Um, I was uh I was so yeah, wanted to see it, love Nick Cage. I was hearing good things about her heard It's very weird, I heard It's like, Oh, this is like the the ending will shock you, you know, this is like the funniest movie of the year. And I was like, Alright, cool. I don't I know the director. I like Nick Cage, 824, dream kind of sequence, you know, for our listeners, basically people are seeing Nicolas Cage in their dreams. Like most you know he's the most normal nobody. He's a professor out of college, you know, he's kinda of, he's, he's balding, he has a big beard, he's kinda of like the normal white suburban dad, you know, no, not special whatsoever, but slowly and slowly people are seeing him in their in their dreams. And it starts off good and then it becomes kinda of like, woo, what the heck's going on here? And you know what? It's I wanted to love this movie. I didn't, unfortunately. I'll keep the spoiler free for you and for everyone else. Appreciate you. It's uh, it's I the comment the movie basically is a commentary on cancel culture, overnight celebrity, and how 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 like fame gets gets someone's mind, but also how quickly we are to like build someone up just to build them down the next day. And I kind of like that commentary. I feel like we've seen that a lot in the past couple of years with like social media and you know certain celebrities. Like, oh yeah, this person the next celebrity, but they say the one, they say the wrong, they say the one thing, whatever, and we're so quick to like say, oh, like I think if, yeah, if they say some like hurtful, like hateful stuff. Obviously, yes, it's not, it's not, it's not the they shouldn't, they should definitely be you know, rep, you know, have consequences. Obviously, but it's, if I said, oh, I hate the word blue. People are like you said what? Like this is this is this is crazy. It's like it's the movie's commentary on how quickly we kind of react to things on on social media and Twitter um, for really things we, don't, things we don't understand and how like we and how also social media is very it's also very very toxic too. I think the movie kind of shows how social media is very toxic in different ways. It's for good, it's for bad. But the movie's definitely commentary on media, social uh, cancel culture, and or celebrity. Um, and Nick Cage is great. You know, Nick Cage has become very, very kind of like very Nicholas Cage moments, like the yeah kind of like the craziness <laughs> that we know him from. Um, but the movie unfortunately it kind of suffers from being dull at times. Um, you know, except for him, there's not a lot of depth in any of the characters. Michael Cera's in it for briefly, and he's kind of funny, but everyone is very one dimensional. Not they're not like they don't have a lot of arcs or layers to them, and all of them are not, not likable. Honestly, they're not really likable and I could be the purpose of the movie because, like, these people are kind of, like, you know, shitheads, um, but it, it's, it, there's no one, except for Nicolas Cage, because you're on this ride with him for an hour, hour it's, a, it's a short, it's an hour and 40 minutes, it's a really short movie, too, um, but you're on the ride with him for this hour and 40 minutes, and you feel for him, because in the movie, you'll be like, oh, it kind of sucks, but, like, yeah, it's how, like, quickly, like, people just turn on you for for certain reasons. Um, yeah, I thought the cinematography was great, great score, um again it's an original movie by 824. I thought that guy's still so, so doing the original stuff for theatrical movies. Um, but I'm not gonna lie, bro, too. I'm kinda getting tired of people using the four by three uh, aspect ratio for their movies. Like everyone's Ooh. using it now. Like everyone's using it now. I feel like unless you have a purpose to use it, like a mid-90s, for example, like mm-hmm. that was used for like a cool narrative purpose. Like this is an old movie from the 90s. Cool. If you're just using it just to use it. Like okay, like you're trying, trying to be a little artsy. can to be like kind of like you know, like, hey, look at me, I'm a, I'm a filmmaker. I'm using a four by three aspect ratio.
1: Yeah, it's okay. a little pretentious.
0: It's yes, thank you, thank you. It's pretentious. And I was mm. like, okay, I saw a lot of movies this year that were four, that were four by three, and I was like, okay, you're just doing this to be pretentious, to be like, oh, look at me, I'm a filmmaker. I can do whatever I want. Yeah, okay, but it should have purpose. It should have purpose. This movie's set in modern day. I don't know what the purpose of that was. Um, but I was like, oh, okay, but. You know, it's the people are saying, "Oh, it's the funniest movie of the year." No, it's not. No, it's not. It's still a full comedy. No, it's not. It's definitely more of a dramedy or a mm. satire, if you would. It's not really that funny. It's funny at times, but not like a full-on comedy. Um, it's like, "Oh my god, it's a bonkers ending." No, whoever said that, re, Please do. Please re, redo your review, because I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? I was like, what? 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 What, what, what movie did you watch? I was like, talk about bonkers ending. Well, spoilers. Uncut Gems, that's a bonkers ending. But with yeah, this, that, was, I was, that was crazy. It's crazy. That was like all oh, the shock factor. This movie, not so much. And the whole time I watched this movie, I was like, it kind of feels like an Ari Aster movie and at the end, produced by Ari Aster. And I was like, oh. Ooh. I was like, it's a very tame Ari Aster production, I would say. I would say. Like, ain't no you, th- th- you should have directed
1: it instead? <sighs>
0: You know, after me not liking Bo's Afraid as much, mm. I don't. I uh, I think <laughs> it's funny because Zeta has you know fucking trauma from that movie. So the movie ended last time. Yeah, Ariaster, in. <laughs> goes, "I fucking knew it! I fucking knew it! It's Ari Aster. And I was like, "Oh, I didn't. I had no idea." I was like, "Oh, no shit! She she knew. Maybe she talked fucking trauma, PTSD from Bo's Afraid." Um, mm. it might have been more bonkers. I would say it might have <laughs> been taking more risks. I would say. Um, but again, I think the pro of this movie is for sure the commentary on social media, cancel culture, overnight celebrity. But if I can't get to, if I can't invest in characters that are not likable or like, I don't care about, you, you kind of lost me. And everyone but everyone but Nicholas Cage are there? They're just kind of like they're just dicks. They're just not likable, and like you're just kind of like. Why do you why should he be around you if you're, if you're gonna be like an asshole about this? And a lot of people were his kids were being asked, his kids were assholes, his wife was an asshole, people he worked with were assholes, like there was no just they were just everyone's mean. And I'm like, to be commentary on how we treat other people sometimes too wouldn't surprise me, but I don't know I wanted it to be great, bro. I wanted it to be great, and to me, it was kind of just like, eh, it's not worth, I don't think it's worth seeing in theaters. I think you watch it on streaming, you might appreciate it if you watch it on streaming or whatever HBO or Max when it comes out. Uh, but it's not worth paying full price for. Um, I think the trailer were definitely better than the movie personally. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was looking for again. It's not a bad movie. It's again, it's shot real well. Nicholas Cage is phenomenal in it. Great score, great cinematography. But it's just fine. It was just fine. I think it was a little overhyped. I think people are trying to like. I think people are trying to label things our comedies. That aren't comedies. This would be an example. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this would be an example. Like comedies, like you know, Ride Along and Forty Old Virgin. You know, Central Intelligence. That, that, that's kind of that's a comedy, or you know, yeah, like yeah. Twenty One Jump Street. Project. Yeah, that's a that's a comedy. This is just like a okay. This is more of just like a weird like tr- drama with funny moments or mm-hmm. uncomfortable moments, but it's not full on comedy. Uh, so yeah, it's. OK, I think I think you might appreciate it when you see it for like kind of like filmmaking aspects to it and also A 24. But mm-hmm. I would say probably my lower end tier of a 24 movies, personally.
1: Hmm, OK, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I definitely see it now.
0: Yeah, I, yeah I'm looking for your thoughts about it. I just I just I hopefully Nicholas Cage has a kind of cool, like, you know, like a little bit of a comeback. I know that he did this this year and Renfield this year. Um and the one he, did play, he played himself last year. So he's definitely doing good work. I'll give him that. You know, he's not doing some kind of like John Travolta you know, or you know Bruce Willis kind of movies. <laughs> like yeah. he's actually still being Nick Cage in a way. Uh but yeah, it's nothing to brag about personally. Good premise, kind of poor execution, I would I would say. So mm. I, I would give it I give it a solid six out of ten. This okay. his performance, the premise alone, and the commentary, like I said. And the, and the score. Uh, but yeah, I think yeah, I think if, if it was Ari Aster done, I think it would have been more bonkers and more crazier. Uh, but like I said, yeah. after, Bo, after Bo was afraid, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm kind of done with you for now.
1: Oh, <laughs> I'm no, kind
0: of okay. done with you for now. Honestly, I mean, looking back at it, it kind of has like a, not, not the same thing at all, don't get me wrong, but it kind of has like a, think about the Johnsons kind of vibe to it at times. Mm. That makes sense.
1: Yeah, I no, I know exactly what you mean.
0: But not as like fucked up, not as like twisted. Right. It's kinda of like just like the uh kind of like the unsettling nature of it all, or uncanny nature of it all, if you will. Um yeah, so yeah, it's a ten. It's okay. I honestly watch The Killer. But it's a way better movie. Watch uh, watch something else, it's not worth like it's not worth paying for theaters, if you ask me. Uh, okay. yeah, go see, 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 see Hunger games. I mean, anyone listening, or you, I would definitely not spend the <laughs> spend the full price money. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, so yeah, I didn't tell you about my next goal wins experience, man. This is hilarious. Um, I feel like you and I... I mean, what's your stance about Taika Waititi overall?
1: Like... I haven't seen a whole lot of his movies, but I've I've heard a lot about his movies, and it seems like he's a good filmmaker, and it seems like he's funny and creative, and you know, it seems like he puts a lot of heart into into his projects. Um, totally. Thor: Love and Thunder was trash. <laughs>
0: yeah, I said that like, in my my.
1: <laughs> <laughs> having said that, like I and like like. Uh, Thor: love and thunder. Like, it was like, this movie should have been incredible. Cause, and and now it's, it's got me like when he made that, that comment or he either made a comment. No. Yeah. I think he did. Like I heard, I heard something a little bit ago, like uh, Taika Waititi was like, I kind of just needed the money. That's why I did, Thor Ragnarok, oh, Ragnarok. And, yeah, yeah and like Ragnarok was really good. So then, when it came time to for Love and Thunder, like you know everybody was hyped because it was like, hell yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be better than Ragnarok. And it just like I'm watching like the behind the scenes footage and like the uh, the filmmakers like talking about it and like the actors talking about it, and, like da 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 da. And it's like yeah, it kind of just seems like like y'all were just doing whatever with this movie because I think even I think he even said something something like that like it just it just seemed like they they weren't taking love and thunder as seriously as ragnarok right and like cuz all of the the majority of the comedy stuff it was just it was just too much cuz then it was like shit going on that didn't even like make sense like the his hammers were sentient like like what it was just kind of like okay you just now you're just doing whatever fuck it so, yeah, you know, but like, um, I, f- I fuck with dude generally though. I think, have you, you know, what's up?
0: Have you, sorry. Have you seen Jojo rabbit yet?
1: No, not yet.
0: Okay. I- I'm going to send you my login for my Blu-ray digital movies so you can watch it. It's, mm, uh, I appreciate you. that's his best movie. If you ask me, because mm-hmm. he takes a very serious subject like the Holocaust and he puts his own kind of like heart and emotional aspect to it um mm-hmm. and it's very he, he does a good job of balancing the both of like humor serious and how fucked up you know things were uh in a really good way but yeah i i, it's I think you and i both when we saw thorn love and thunder we we're like oh okay it's one of those movies I was like all right it's it's a, it's, a, it's a very taika movie for sure it's full on taiko tt 100 yeah
1: it's like like it's funny but it's it's not a good superhero movie no
0: it's not I,
1: I agree that, with that. That was, that was, like, my problem with it. Like, this just seems kind of... This seems like this should be, like... Like, th- this, this should be the best Thor movie ever. Because you got him, and it's it's the God Butcher. And, like, yeah, you, you got, Miller. like, Russell, Gro- uh, Russell Crowe as Zeus in it. It's like, this this should have been, like, the Dark yeah. Knight of the Thor movies, bro. Oh, uh, dude.
0: That w- <laughs> and instead, oh, like,
1: y'all made it the Batman and Robin of the Thor movies.
0: Yeah. That's that's <laughs> I would I can't argue with that. Uh you know, I wasn't the biggest Ragnarok fan either. I thought I was like, what the hell was this? But I think Ragnarok was definitely shot better. I'll give it that. Mm-hmm. Um and you can tell like I remember when we when you and I saw it at IMAX like a year ago, we were like, oh, CGI was boo-boo, my CGI oh. was
1: trash, <laughs>
0: dude. <laughs> And we I think it was the thing you know, we're like, oh, yeah, this would be a definitely Batman Robin feel to it. Um, But yeah, so yeah, I I put my I'm gonna put out my full quick thoughts about next goal wins tomorrow with this episode. Accompanying it, Uh, it's it wasn't a good it wasn't a good movie to me. I would put it like probably one of his worst movies personally. Uh, It's I I saw it on a Sunday in the theater next to my apartment. And I mean no no I me mean, no one goes to that theater anyway. But I'm gonna well, I'm gonna go see it. I'm gonna support this movie. You know, it's, it's independent, low budget, why not? And I walked in and I was like, it was just me, and I was like, Yep. And I was like, go it. I was like, it was me. And this woman walked in too. We sat in the same row and 29 minutes in, mm. she goes, Yeah, I'm out. She
1: left. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> and it was just me, and I was like, okay, I'm not surprised. And in my review, I wasn't I was not favorable. I was not favorable about it at all. But to Ooh. me, I was like, damn, because like I saw it a week after it came out and like it got pulled from like so many different theaters. And it was like Jeez. doing financially terrible at the box office. And yeah, I wasn't hearing good things about it from, you know, Toronto Film Festival and whatever. I think was it was Venice. Maybe I forgot. But it was it was doing the festival rounds. And I don't think he was promoting because of the strikes going on. Um, So I wasn't hearing good things about it. I, was like, oh, I, I love Dojo Rabbit. I, I think it's definitely not it's him not doing Thor again. I'm just going to like watch this one and yeah it was spoiler for my review it it was a disappointment it was a disappointment it wasn't i think people also are feeling kind of with tt'd out by chance Mm -hmm. i mentioned this in my review you'll hear this this weekend it was that i think that there's an oversaturation of people of certain stars i think he's one of them i think um from the hangover was one of them melissa mccarthy was one of them I think um, Kevin Hart had a moment of that too, of like too much stu- too much stuff going on. Um I think there's certain actors that like when they hit, when they hit that that, that huge role, like uh, Zach Zack Goffman in The Hangover, Kevin Hart and you know, 40 Old virgin and think like a man, uh Liz McCarthy and you know, Bridesmaids, when they hit a moment, they go, "Cool, let's put them in everything. Every commercial, every comedy you can think of. Let's put them in there."
1: You yeah, and then B-Loki playing the same characters.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I, like Will Arnett, same thing. It's the same thing, bro. It's the same thing every time. You got to stop. You, say no to a project once in a while. And <laughs> I think people were kind of like, I think people were kind of like with TT'd out in a way of just like, hey, he's a God damn, everything. He was, he was in this. He was a free guy. He was all this kind of stuff. And I don't know big for the guy personally. I think he's a great, great creative dude. But you gotta think, you gotta like pace yourself out, and also like make sure like you have time to like people kind of you know like ingest and digest your your stuff, or you as a performer. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think he needs some time to a regroup his career. I think he said, hey, wait, take a step back. I think he stepped away from Thor five. I think it's a very, I think it's a very smart decision. But
1: yeah. One day yeah, they, they to- need a new director. I keep see, I keep seeing like they're like, oh yeah, Thor five is gonna be, is gonna be really dark. Like yeah, well, Thor four should have been dark, right? Right. Ex- like you're not telling exactly. them, like what the fuck? Like yeah, man, we're gonna hit y'all with this. Nah, we were saying this for the last movie.
0: Uh, you, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, you you don't yeah you don't want to have yeah. It's like if, if Joel Schumacher was like, I'm gonna do Thor five if he's still alive. Nah, bro, we're good. We're good. We don't we don't want that. It's, yeah. you don't, you don't want, you don't want someone, you don't want to, you don't want to, it's funny, an entourage, they have the joke of like, oh, who's doing, who's doing Aquaman too Kevin Smith. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> they're like, oh, they're like, oh no, like, you don't want, you don't want someone, you, you, if you're going to do a Thor movie, you, if, if you want to like reinvent it again, remember, I remember after Dark World, everyone was like, man, fuck Thor, man, fuck these movies, and mm-hmm. They got lucky with with Tyga coming in to kind of like reinvent Thor to a degree, but I find it interesting. i I, I might do the same thing. Do you find it interesting too? I feel like when Ragnarok came out, they were like, "Oh my God, Tyga, save us, save us, please!" Like he's like the he's the next MCU best thing ever.
1: And then yeah. right right
0: when Thor Ragnarok the uh, daughter came out, they said, "Man, fuck, we're talking
1: with TT." Yo, yo, everyone switched up. Yeah, when when Ragnarok oh, came. Up? When Ragnarok came out, everyone was like, he's, he's that guy. Like, cause it was like, he, he changed, uh, the Thor franchise. He changed Thor. Like he made Thor, um, a fun character and like da 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 da, da. And then, um, cause I remember when, when James Gunn was fired from Marvel, they were saying, well, bring, bring Taika Waititi oh, yeah, no. into direct, uh, Guardians 3, like, like, People they loved him. We all did, but yeah, like Thor of uh, uh, Love and Thunder came out, and it was just not to sound harsh, but it's like it was low key garbage. It was low key trash. Yeah. And like you know. Then it was like, and then they 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 gave him the boot. Like that's crazy. Like it it is kind of crazy how bad everyone switched up, but it's it's also <laughs> understandable. Um, yeah,
0: they switched just, up hard. <laughs>
1: yeah and like i i can't say i blame them because again like it was like taika watiti what were you doing with part four man like it just kind of seemed like it was a joke to you not to sound dramatic but it's like hey man could like what was what what happened between ragnarok and and thor four like it just felt like it was like again just not taking it seriously like it was kind of like yeah man fuck it let's just do whatever today
0: and I think I think COVID definitely the COVID delays definitely in, impacted that to a degree. I'm not uh, blaming it. I'm not blaming it fully on that because it's kind of a kind of cop out. Well, COVID blamed it. Yeah, you could blame so much on COVID, and then you can blame so much on you know actual like, um, actual um, you know like storytelling and and story and directing choices. Obviously, uh, mm-hmm. it, it's yeah. So I, I it just. You gotta have you gotta have time to just like, hey man, take a step back, take a step back, and you know I keep hearing, oh no, he's still doing he's still doing a Star Wars movie, Nick bro, I bet you five bucks in a beer that we'll never see a t- Star Wars movie. Like I call bullshit. I'll tell like, you what, even if they made it, I wouldn't see it. Yeah, and I know Kathleen Kennedy like, oh no, wait for Tyga's movie, and I'm like, Kathleen Kennedy, y'all hear my, y'all know my thoughts about her. No, mm-hmm. no, like I don't, I just, you're, you're just, you're being reactionary. You're being reactionary. I, I don't want I don't want to see this. I don't, I don't want to see this. And I feel like, I'm not going to lie. I thought Tiger did a good job with his direction in Mandalorian, actually. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. If you watch, if you watch his Star Wars episodes, pretty damn good. But also, I think that's also John Favreau and Dave Filoni kind of like, you know, shepherding that story yeah. as well. But I, I, you know, I don't want to see... If 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 his Star Wars is gonna be like something like Flash Gordon or some shit like that, you know, I don't I don't wanna see no boo-boo Walmart brand Star Wars because again, I think right now in a Star Wars movie, you know, almost five years, hard to believe. You gotta bring something kinda like really fresh and unique to the table. And I don't mm-hmm. wanna see Thor Ragnarok or Thor Love and Thunder and in, in the Star Wars version, basically. I think that's gonna be like a little too much. Or yeah, if I was Tycoon. Yeah, exactly. Do something different. You know, take it, take a different approach. I know you're the kind of funny, goofy guy. You know, and I admire the guy a lot. He's an Oscar winner. I love Jojo Rabbit. I think he's very talented as an actor, filmmaker, director, producer. Despite Green Lantern.
1: Um, I know that's <laughs> crazy. Because when when they said Taika Waititi is directing uh, Thor Ragnarok, like, I didn't know who that was until they Same said, here. "Yeah." I was like, I was like, they showed the picture. I was like, is that the guy from Green Lantern? Like I was so confused. I was like, it was, that just seems so random to me. It was kind of like, okay, okay. Like I don't know what to think about this. I think we were well, I think, were, I think,
0: I think we, were, we were at Best Hall when we heard that. You were like, oh, the
1: guy, the guy from Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know about this guy. <laughs> we we're like, this <laughs> huh? seems a little bit risky. Oh, uh, but, but he, yeah. he did his thing with with Ragnarok and only Ragnarok as far as his MCU stuff. Yeah. I
0: don't. I don't think we're gonna see his Star Wars movie, and I don't think it's gonna happen. You know, like Kevin like Kennedy is really known for canceling things before they even happen mm-hmm. or lying about things. It's gonna happen, guys. That ain't gonna happen. So yeah, it's. It's. I don't know. I again. I said I wanted support. I wanted to support because it's a lower budget independent film in theaters. How I did with Dream Scenario, but mm-hmm. it, it's sad when I my see now both Dream Scenario and that movie in the theaters, and there's no one there. Again, I also can blame you know things being pulled from theater so quickly or not are not marketed enough. Um, I could be that be a factor into some things. I'm not gonna lie, but it's it's like all right, you know, it's 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 sad. I feel like you know I think streaming kind of hurt that as well. But I, yeah, I can't put that too much on streaming. I feel like people were not interested in these movies whatsoever. I think Dream Scenario, no one knew about. I think they they heard the bad reviews about Taika T You know, Next Gold Win. They were kind of like. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of out, and they're like, uh, eh, I'm good. I'll stay at home. I'll watch what's on Netflix or HBO. Mm, <laughs> it, mm, mm. I don't know it's uh it's it's again. I I I admire all these filmmakers, but man, if you can't if you can't get people in your in your theaters, in theaters and audiences, you like oof, I don't know. I don't know. It's. May, I mean, that's why people are going to Netflix, like David Fincher and Zack Snyder. Maybe, they, maybe they're just kind of like, yeah, the hell, with it. we're we're going go to streaming. And it's like, eh, I get it, but you know. Oh, speaking
1: of uh, Zack Snyder and Netflix, did you hear he he was saying like if if Netflix can secure the rights to the characters that I need, then I would continue the the Snyder universe.
0: Dude, I, for DC. I that did. would be
1: insane.
0: I heard that in a podcast. Uh, I forgot who listened to it. I forgot to to it was, but I did, and it's kind of weird that, that oh Netflix. And it was like recently added is the entire DCEU.
1: I saw <laughs> that. I was like, no, okay, Netflix, you better, you better not be bullshitting with this, man. I need this. I was I like, wow. Play, you know?
0: And I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm happy about this, but I still want to see his cut. I thought it was fun that 2016 Suicide Squad was trending the top three, and mm-hmm. James Gunn version, nope, not nowhere in the top ten. And I said, huh? That's interesting. bro. And mm. David air posted on Twitter or X whatever it's called now, and he was kind of saying, "I appreciate the love," and he's still campaigning for his cut. And he was on a, I think he was on John Berthold's podcast, like over the summer or in August, whatever. And he was saying, "My shit's, my shit's there. I'm, I have my cut." Thank God, thank God, I have my cut, and I will show it whenever I can. But he, and he's, I think he's like contractually not he can't do that until James Gunn gives me approval, which is like, oh, this is what it is. But. Yeah, man. And I do think that Snyder's deal with with Netflix, I, I think I think Army of the Dead was a huge win for them. I think Army of the Dead was huge. And they, you know, I saw that on theaters with Hamza. I we, had, we loved it. We had a good time with it. Yeah, that is one of my favorites. And that did Gangbusters. That um, did Gangbusters and, uh, for viewerships. And I heard Rebel Moon's awesome. And it looks fucking awesome. It looks good. Do you think, right, I'll ask you this, do you think if Rebel Moon's a huge hit for Netflix, there's some possibility that that could happen for his DC universe?
1: Yeah, I think if, if Rebel Moon comes out and, like, it's, it fails, then the Snyderverse is officially dead, but if Rebel Moon comes out, and I think there's, is there going to be, like, a part two and a part three, or is just a part two?
0: I think he's in production, oh, good question, actually, let me see. I want to say
1: it, this is part two, but I could be wrong. Because, like, if, if his movies come out, if those Rebel Moon movies come out, and, like, they are just, like, massive successes, then I think it would kind of, it would reinvigorate some interest in Snyder's uh, DC universe. So I feel like it would definitely help a lot. Because they'd be like, okay, best. so people really, really want to see this. Let's invest in it a little bit. And, you know, like you said, they put the whole DCEU on there, at least all of, like, the Snyder stuff. Yeah, they put all tape. So, so it's like, and and it's it's all of that talk now. So it's like, okay, let's. It seems like they're trying to, they're they're trying to build up hype for it. It's like, if you guys like really, really, really want to want to see it, then you know, one, support it, support the guy that that has to make it, and then and yeah. then and then maybe we'll see what we can do. I think that's what's going on right now.
0: I think I think it's just a part two of for now. Mm-hmm. But to your point, I think if I think if those movies do well they would probably give him part three. And like I said, he's, he's a massive deal with Netflix. I mean, he's a massive deal with Netflix. And mm-hmm. remember, Army of the Dead was supposed to be a WB movie. And he goes, nah, I'm good. And sold to Netflix. <laughs> and that's a pretty baller move. I mean, you see it a lot with like filmmakers too. Like, oh, I, I mean, Netflix used to buy everything. I mean, I mean that, not so much anymore. But like Netflix used to buy like any kind of like, you got, got an idea? We'll buy it. Cool. We're, we're greenlit. So sure. I, I think he's comfortable where he is. Um mm-hmm. but yeah I mean obviously I would I mean if if you were in a perfect world if you were able to do his universe again uh or bring it over to Netflix I would hope that they would invest in a theatrical thing too but you know a win is a win right beggars can't be, yeah. can be
1: choosers beggars can't be choosers obviously um, yeah cuz imagine seeing seeing all that stuff in IMAX bro oh dude I, and, and seeing uh the the first one in IMAX that would be uh, oh, oh, a glorious
0: I was well a few things. I, I'm still kinda bummed that I'm not gonna lie, I'm still kinda bummed that like they haven't released Snyder Cut and IMAX yet. I mean at, at a Snyder event in LA like for like one day only. I was we live in AZs, so we can go to that. But yeah. like I, I'm still kinda surprised that there hasn't been like a hey, you want to see all three movies, that uh Affleck BVS, and then the Snyder Cut and IMAX. Like think about seeing that our IMAX here in A Z Mills, the one four three, how we saw it at you know, how we saw you know Oppenheimer in like, oh, oh. I love that. oh, like that would be so fucking cool. And I, I know you can buy the BBS, the one four three ratio on Blu right now, which is really cool. Don't get me wrong, um, but I'm still kind of surprised they haven't done that yet. I feel like, they they would make a lot of money if they released, if they re released his cut in IMAX. That yeah, yeah. would be, a, it would be sick because it's, it's the full one four three ratio. It's, it's what's it's meant for. Um, but yeah, I, I just, and I'm kind of surprised. I'm kind of surprised with the killer. And now this too is that, you know, a year ago we had Knives Out to do a theatrical um, uh, release and Netflix, it was a a flop. It it, it, it did well for what it was. But Mm -hmm. I thought that they were going to give him a full theatrical release for Rebel Moon too, Rebel Moon, both movies. And apparently it's not. And I would think, hey, you know, he shot this movie the way he did. Army of the Dead got a pseudo smaller release. You know, it was kind of like we were coming out of COVID at the time, too. I'm just kind of surprised that they didn't give him like a full release of Rebel Moon. I thought Rebel Moon would probably crush in theaters, too. Mm, yeah. It's a sci-fi epic, you would, you would think. Uh, but, I, I don't know. It's, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Obviously, you know, we're, we'll probably review this on the podcast, too, when it comes out. It comes out, you know, what, next week, right? It comes out?
1: Let me think, see. Yeah, I think, I think so
0: next friday so yeah well that's a review we'll review it's funny that's funny that it's coming out the same day the last dceu movies coming out too. too
1: i can't believe that's how the dceu was going out that is fucking ridiculous
0: yeah man i'm looking i'm looking forward to seeing that with you i'm looking forward to doing our, our reaction review because i am I'm, I'm hearing a bunch of things
1: um and I am too, bro. oh my i'm looking forward to seeing it though
0: I'm looking for. I'm really looking forward to reviewing seeing that with you and reviewing it on here with you. I feel like we have a, we have a lot of thoughts, yes, thoughts indeed. and opinions. Uh, but and I I, I yeah, It's it's funny that I mean, on Twitter or X whatever they were saying like kind of ironic uh, Snyder's next movie com- is coming out the day the DCU ends. And I was yeah. like, they're not wrong. I mean, where's where's the lie? They're they're not they're not wrong. That has to uh, be
1: on purpose. He's like, yeah, I'm about oh, to hell fuck hell shit yes. all the way up.
0: Oh hell yeah, Abs- absolutely! Brett would Heck not surprise yeah. me in the fucking
1: slightest, man. It me wouldn't either. It, but... it wouldn't, did it? Wouldn't? Good sir, go ahead. No, I was I was gonna say. Having said that, it is bedtime, and I got overtime in the morning, my boy. All right, I right, well, well, pour my warm milk bath. Hey,
0: anyway, what? This is a shorter episode. Let's wrap <laughs> it up, shall we? Uh. As as always, guys, you know, we do the one in ones, and I'm doing Joel's job for him. Come on, Joel. Um, <laughs> um, no, I'm getting good luck with you on, our, on your interview tomorrow, my boy. We wish you luck on your yes, interview. You're going to
1: do well.
0: So, uh, for our new listeners, as you, for uh, uh, our listeners, our, our returning listeners, we do a thing called our one in ones every week. We give out one show, one movie that we think is very underrated or not appreciated as much, and we want to give you guys our. our uh, recommendation and our love for the show and movie. As always, Nick, you first, my friend.
1: You know, um I'm I'm not sure how appreciated this show is, but my uh, my my lady just turned me on to it. It's called Grey's Anatomy. I started uh, watching it a little bit ago and I am addicted. I um <laughs> uh, I I love this show. It's really good. It's really, really good. Um it's just it's really interesting to see just how like interconnected the, the drama is with how they do like the, the doctor surgery stuff. Excuse me. Ooh, excuse me. Pardon me, y'all. But, um, but yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's a great watch and it's just, it's crazy to just see how all of the, uh, stories unfold. So that's, that's my television show recommendation. Um, my film recommendation would be, Martin Lawrence's *The Black Knight*, which I believe was (laughs) released in either 2005 or 2006, like
0: it's weird. Like,
1: yeah, like it seems like such a kind of like I don't want to say like basic movie, but like it doesn't really seem like like when you look at the cover, it's kind of like okay, because it's Martin Lawrence in jeans, a basketball jersey, some sunglasses, a backwards cap, and like uh, like a medieval knight's like yeah. arm armor like the the boots that is cut and he has like a sword and it's kind of like okay this just seems like some like whatever movie but every time i watch it it's like this it, like it's always just the funniest shit it's funny like it is hilarious and it's like dang like i kind of feel like no one really talks about it i was i was gonna say originally his movie welcome home roscoe jenkins that's
0: a good one I that, one too. Movie, yeah.
1: that movie's insane man like the part where um I don't know if you remember, like, were they doing like that, um, that obstacle course, whatever, and oh yeah, <laughs> like it was like with when, when, like his his kid was like 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 dad help, help me out, and his wife was like like no leave him, and then he just left the kid, dude. When I my stomach, my heart fell right into my stomach, bro. I'd never seen anything like that on television, on in in film or anything like that. Like I was like, I can't believe he did that. Like that, that was mortifying like, to me as a child.
0: Yeah. We talk about it?
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> that came back to me. And that movie is a great cast. It has him, James Earl Jones,
0: uh, 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 R. P. the Great, uh, Michael Clark Duncan, right, um,
1: Momique, entertainer, Mike Monique, Monique,
0: Mike Epps. Yeah, that has that has a has a very good cast. Margaret yeah. Avery, Joe Bray. Yeah, that has a has a very very good cast. I'm, I'm kind of sad that the era of those movies are kind of like gone. I feel yeah, like it's we like, don't, like
1: what happened because like I, I would, I'm kind of. A little less excited to see m- movies nowadays, man, because it's like y'all aren't really making just like good, funny movies anymore. Like not like that. Like nothing's really, something's just not right with movies nowadays. I feel like, yeah, kind of generally, vaguely, but yeah, it's like the like you said that era is over. So it's like what, what, what would you say, sir?
0: Yeah, uh, I agree. Like the comedy era, the original comedy era yeah. for the big screen is go- it's done and. Mm-hmm yeah no it's like it's it's hard to see i think that cut that experience of seeing a movie in the a comedy in the big screen is kind of like fortunately, dying to end. i mean i saw some good pretty good comedies this year but no one went and it's like yeah because streaming streaming ruined that and also i think comedy right now is very in a very delicate subject because mm-hmm. you know who, who you can't offend who you can't say things whatever so it's just kind of like it's a very delicate subject but no i agree man it, it's it's uh I wish was kind of arrow like kind of the like, you know like the the, the lower mid budget comedies like that and Black Knight where we're still a thing
1: for the big screen mm-hmm. to go. Yeah, one. man, because them motherfuckers was funny.
0: It was funny, man. I, I, yeah, like the era, of like the Big Mamas, you know, and it's just yeah. like the first Big Mama. The, sorry, of course, <laughs> the other course. two
1: fell off a little bit. <laughs> right. We don't talk about the other two,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> You're absolutely right, but like. Yeah, like stuff stuff like stuff like that, you know, or stuff like, you know, death at a funeral, you know, like kind of like the lower budget comedy stuff like Easy A and everything and just like we're just we're we're, we're far from it or it was going to be on streaming. It's like not as funny or just like uh, it's kind of like watered down, but yeah, yeah man, I, right. I
1: feel less enthused to watch it. Yeah,
0: it's not, it's not as fun. I mean, I I remember when you and I when you and I were in college and that the trailer for Blockers came on and then the scene with like the the funnel up the ass. <laughs> yeah. like, you, you guys were busting out laughing. We we're like, "Oh, this is Bro. hilarious!" That uh, was
1: too funny. cracked
0: <laughs> right up with <in> the trailer, <laughs> but yeah, now that, that era, unfortunately, is is I guess gone for now. But hopefully, come, hopefully, a comeback one day. You know, a boy can hope, right? Yeah. You can only hope. Um, good, good choices, man. I know, I know a lot of my friends, a lot of Z's friends, love Grey's Anatomy. I heard It's like one of the best shows ever. Yeah, and I'm the reason man. why That's it's still going That's on, fifteen years or eight well yeah 16 years 17 years later wow yeah it's Jesus. got 19
1: seasons on oh, on netflix shit. right now yeah yeah man. wow
0: wow no kidding mm-hmm. good things about it yikes all right <laughs> wow what a cast yeah. um oh man see for mine Oh dude, I think of a good show. Well, a first show, I guess it's like a, like a mini-series, I guess. I'm gonna go with um a show called uh Entergalactic. It's with Kid uh, Kit Cuddy, who's my favorite uh, musical artist of all time. Um it's on Netflix. It's a very similar animation to Spider-Verse, which is really cool. Uh, it's about this guy, you know, yeah, you know, like this kind of young guy in New York City. He's a he's a designer, he's an artist. Um and he's kinda like go he's kinda just like going through the, the motions of, like, you know, a young guy living in uh, New York City, very talented guy, moved to a new apartment. He has a, a little of a thing with his ex, but he, he runs into his, his new beautiful neighbor, and they kind of hit it off, but it's a very kind of just, like, very kind of, like, trippy, romantic um, love story, unorthodox in a way of his kind of, like, love and hip-hop and art and, and, you know, finding your finding your own path, stuff like that. Um hmm. Great voice cast from him. Um oh my god, what's her name? I, and I love her. She was uh, she was amazing in um shrinking. What is her name? And oh my gosh, she was good in Book Smart too. Let me see what her name was. Uh, Galactic. But yeah, Kit Cutty's my favorite artist of all time. He's one of my heroes. Um and he I think he wrote yeah, he wrote he he wrote, wrote it, produced it. Because he he made he made an album with the with the with the show too, which is really cool. Um, Jessica Williams, who I just I love, she was in the last two uh, Fantastic Beast movies as well. She's phenomenal. Ooh, um, it's her Tidalis san who I love. Timothy Chalamet, who I'm not the biggest fan of personally, but he's good as a voice voice actor. Voice actor Vanessa Hudgens, Keith David is great oh, wow. in it. Um, awesome. James... Jane Smith, Arturo Castro. Like, we wow. call it like Culkin is in it. Like, oh my it's God, a, this is a crazy cast. It's a great cast. And the animation is very same as uh, Spider-Verse. But it's uh, a beautiful story about like just love and finding who you are, you know, discovering who you are, like what's your passion. You know, if you have a dream, keep, keep, ha- keep, keep dreaming, keep chasing it. And the music's phenomenal by Kid Cudi. The album is beautiful. I have it on vinyl. Um, I, I yeah, it came out a year ago. I think no one like no one really saw it. It's it's a very beautifully made uh, animated um, uh, uh, uh short miniseries. It's it's in a few parts. You can watch you can watch them all as a movie too if you like. Um, hmm. it's a very beautiful story. Again, I love Cuddy so much because he's my hero, favorite artist of all time. When I saw him in concert last year, I cried for the first time. Like this guy, I grew up listening to and idolizing. You know, I love the guy so much. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's a very beautiful story. So, yeah, I think you and Kalen, you and Kalen would love it, too, actually. It's a very beautiful, uh, funny um, story about love and music and kind of like art. Definitely worth okay. a watch. No, I'm, I'm really good. to
1: check it out now. It's yeah. really good.
0: And for my movie, oh, man, I'm trying to think things I haven't, like, recommended before. Um, you know, I'm going to do one that I actually, that you and I saw together, actually, which is uh, Ambulance with Gaya uh, abdul Manteen the third, I want to say, or the second? The second. The, like you, know, the seconds, yeah, uh, yeah. The, th- that was the third is his son, probably, yeah, it's him, Jake Gyllenhaal. You know, it's Michael Bay, and you, people might have a little bit of a prejudice against Michael Bay for what he's done in the past. But hey, come on, this guy gave us Bad Boys one and two. Come on now, let's give us some slack. Yeah, um, um, yes, Transformers five, four, terrible. Don't get me wrong, uh, but he gets some kind of bangers growing up. So. Uh, ambulance that you, you and I saw this a year ago. It's basically these two brothers. Um, one's a ex uh, ex Marine. Uh, his wife uh, they have a beautiful baby uh, baby uh, baby girl, I think. And the wife has cancer, and you know, and unfortunately, his pension and his uh, you know uh, military vet, vet, veterans uh, insurance won't cover the cover the surgery. And his brother, Billy uh, Jack Gyllenhaal, is a professional bank robber, and you know desperate times desperate measures and he kind of goes to his brother like hey man i need some money and jillenhall goes hey i'll do you one better i'll give you more money if you do this job with us and you know uh yaya abdul's character is like no nah, man i'm not i'm not i'm a veteran i have a family like i can't do this but jillenhall convinces him hey man come on you want this money he kind of like yo hey, man the government fucked you you want come on, let's go let's go kind of get some revenge on them and the the heist goes the heist goes wrong um, and Jake and Yaya have to like, um, uh, uh, kind of like uh, take uh, uh, take over this ambulance, and they have a medic on. Uh, they have a medic played by Isaac Gonzalez and a wounded cop on board, and they basically they basically hold the medic and uh, the wounded cop hostage and drive this ambulance all through Los Angeles until they get to, until they get what they want, until they get you know uh, sanctuary. And it's a very adrenaline fast paced over the top, crazy action, very, very brutal for a Michael Bay movie, um, kind of, uh, you know, exciting, thrilling action movie. Um, but the story of the Brotherhood is very intriguing. I thought Jake and Yaga have fantastic chemistry. Um, I think it's probably one of Michael Bay's best movies, personally. Um, it's, again, uh, crazy action, brutal, violent. Performances from Jake and Yaga and Isa are fantastic. Um, I think Michael Bay has a really sharp direction. I think he learned a lot in this movie. Times around, uh, a lot of drone shots for sure. A lot of drone oh, yeah. shots. But I know <laughs> it's a, it's a very story about brotherhood that I love about that, that I love, and it's about like how far you would go for your family, for your brother, and you know. You know, Desperate Times called Desperate Measures. I think it's a very, very good movie. I think it came out last year. No one only really saw when it came out. I think it's a very underrated action movie. Like I said one of one of one of uh, Michael Bay's best movies. So yeah, this week for me, is, uh, Intergalactic is my show, and my movie is Ambulance. So we hope you guys golly, enjoy golly. enjoy our uh, um our recommendations. Also publicly, I am sorry, Kalyn, for taking Nick to see Ambulance. I know you wanted to see it with him too. <laughs> Nick is, yeah, also, that, <laughs>
1: Nick
0: is my sorry about my my nice. cinematic love of my life, my movie partner for life. So that's why we that's why we'll go see it. Nope. no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But listen, hey, listen, I, I cherish the, this. This was like two years ago tomorrow, which is crazy. When you, me, Kalen, and Zeta saw Spider-Man: No Way Home together, and I will always mm-hmm. cherish that memory with you, with you three, despite having really crappy service at the Mexican restaurant before <laughs> the movie. Yeah, that was weird.
1: They was like, um, let's wait till the last minute to get them their food. So, dude, I, remember, I remember Z was like,
0: guys, go to the movie. I'll stay back. I'm like, the fuck you are. Get your ass in yeah. that <laughs> Leave no man behind. All right, we're, all this, we're all seeing that movie. But yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, guys. So yeah. But as always, guys, we're end the show with this. Nick, where can the viewers at home find you?
1: Y'all can find me on YouTube at Donning Vision and on Instagram at a uh, lowercase one word, donning vision, um, and you can also find me anywhere that they have podcasts.
0: Awesome! Also, guys, remember in our Instagram link, if you, the, if you hit the link tree, you'll see Nick's award-winning short film, you'll see his podcast, you'll see his Instagram page. So if you're looking for it, right in our link tree, or like that, you can follow, l- l- listen what Nick said and look it for yourself on Instagram. It's honestly their podcast and Jake's podcast are really really fun to watch. Love their ba- the backgrounds, really cool background they do for their graphics. Um, and again, yeah, their short film is phenomenal, guys, to this day. Watch it. If you haven't seen it yet, it is remarkable. Nick and Jake do a phenomenal job in their short film. Thank you, sir. You're too kind. Oh, of course, man. Oh, of course. Guys, you can find me as always on Instagram at The Young Jones, um, on Twitter slash X uh, Capri underscore Sun. Uh, find the show on, on YouTube and Instagram and um, TikTok, all one word. Midway Avenue Productions. You know, you, you can find me and Nick's Gorgeous Faces on there for our out of theater reactions, our quick reviews, stuff like that. Uh, follow us on there, give us give us a, some love on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram. We're trying to grow it more 2024, and thanks to you guys. We had a great, we had, we had a thousand followers last month. Thanks to you all, we appreciate it. Be yeah, don't be a stranger. Comment, like, share us, follow us, we appreciate it. As always guys, thank you so much for the support. Hope you enjoyed this fun episode with your boy Nick and your boy Doug. Um, yeah, guys, as always, we'll see at the movies. Till next time. Peace.